legend or myth? Truth or fiction? Stories of adventure? A rare depiction? Listen close, but please be wary. Some of these stories may be scary. Now it's time for Celtic Fables in Rhyme. Cullen, read by Sinead McClure. It took nine winged things to lift her sky high and carry her south in the clear evening sky. And when she returned, a child slept inside, a special young giant, a warrior guy. Satanta, she named him, this charmed mystic child, and he grew strong and handsome, the world he beguiled. He was champion with a hurl and could score a goal from far. His teachers left to wonder had they found a rising star. Indeed, no one in this land could beat Satanta at his game. He was skilled in speed and target, skilled in strike and aim. One day he played hurling, single-handed against a team, and he beat them fair and even by himself, on his own steam. In the crowd watched King Conquebar, who marvelled at this boy. Tell that champ I want to see him. At my court, I must employ. So the king's men told Satanta he was called to the king's court. And Satanta said he'd answer when he'd finished with his sport. You see, even beating teams never stopped this boy. He would practice on the field. It was where he took his joy. So it was late when he decided to take to the king's court, and by then the king had forgotten about his guest so skilled in sport, that he allowed Cullen to let out his strongest hound to keep his palace safe, to secure his palace ground. Without realising Satanta had only entered on his land, and was met by this giant hound, standing small, his hurl in hand. Now this hound was like no dog you have ever seen before. He was more of a monster, his head less dog, more boar. He had teeth as long as knives, and paws as wide as plates. His hair stood up around his neck, his eyes shone red with hate. The Hound of Cullen would become Satanta's greatest rival. For now that he was faced with him, it came down to survival. The Hound had snorting nostrils and a loud, ferocious bark. So Satanta backed away from him across this wide, long park. Just as the Hound was about to run, Satanta took up his hurl and launched his slither at the beast in one slicing curl. The beast jumped high, its mouth agape, nails shot out from its paws. But the slitter Satanta aimed slipped past its teeth-crammed jaws, and the hound of Cullen fell over on the spot. He choked upon this tiny slitter. Such was the force of the shot. But Cullen was not happy when he found his prized hound defeated. He stormed towards Satanta, feeling angry, feeling cheated. What have you done? he cried. My most prized hound is dead. How can a boy like you defeat my hound? he said. All at once Satanta was sorry he had killed such a strong hound, so he vowed to make amends. By his actions he was bound. 
I will find another beast, stronger still with skill and grace. But in the meantime, I'll stand here and take your hound's place. I will stand in the king's court since I killed your strongest hound, and I will guard the palace well, protect its kingly ground. And that is what he did. Guarding the king's court became his game, and this is how Satanta got a more familiar name. He was so skilled at his job, just as strong as any hound, that he was called the Hound of Cullen. Yes, Cúhollan's name was found. And I'm sure that you all know him from his deeds of strength and wit, a great warrior of old, a great character of myth. Cúhollan would grow tall, his place in history would swell, winning many important wars, leaving many tales to tell. But there isn't enough time to tell all those tales to you. Perhaps I may recount another. But first, let's see how he grew. I'll start by now describing how Cúhollan did appear. He was quite a striking man, with three colours in his hair. Hair of brown and red-flamed curls, with golden strands formed on both sides. His hair fell freely down his shoulders. Seven gems bejeweled his eyes. He was never a tall man, though he had a sturdy frame, and all who looked upon him thought him wild and untamed. They could only look upon him with the awe that they were thinking, such reverence that he held. They couldn't look without eyes blinking. The heat of his body could melt snow and ice for miles, and if he bathed in water, hot steam would always rise. On each foot he had seven toes, each curled like hawk's talons, and on each hand seven fingers, which gave his grip more balance. And he was dressed in fine clothes, around his neck one hundred medallions. He carried his armour strong, became the champion of champions. But he had to be trained first, and here lies another tale, because only the best could teach him for Cúhollan's strength to prevail. He was tasked to go to Scotland, to the warrior woman Scathoc, but getting into her lair would be a difficult challenge to knock. And there were only three ways to reach her, each one as dangerous as the last. But Cúhollan faced each challenge, he attempted every task. The first was sharp and risky, to cross the plains of bad luck, a pathway toothed with broken glass. He could easily be cut. In fact, other men had fallen foul of this shattered glass en route. But not Cúhollan. He just ran, his feet missing every tooth. The second challenge was harder, through the glen of vicious beasts. But Cúhollan simply tamed them and travelled onwards towards the east. The final challenge was the worst, and Cúhollan nearly failed. It was the bridge of the great cliff, a tilting height to be scaled. If a man stepped upon the bridge, it would tilt under their weight and send them falling to their doom down a narrow valley straight. Cúhollan <coughs> tried three times to cross, but each attempt he missed. He became enraged by this tilting bridge. 
but this fury did assist. His rage became an heroic fever, his face shone like the sun. He leapt like a salmon leaps, landing in the bridge's middle rung. And then he just held still as the bridge began to shift and he slid down the other side, still safe, still strong, still fit. And this is how Cúhollán met the warrior woman of Scathoc, who thought him his warrior ways to strike, to throw, to block. For she knew this man would be Ulster's strong defender. That single-handedly he quell enemies to surrender. But that's for another story about this giant of a man with tales as famed as he was, telling all was not our plan. But remember, should you need to, that there once lived a warrior strong, who was certain of his skill, on the pitch that he played on. No one else could wield a hurl like Cúhollán did, you see. And even just for that sport, he was famed in history. Cullen was adapted for rhyme and read by Sinead McClure. Celtic Fables in Rhyme was produced by All Points West Radio Productions. The series was edited by Joe Harris, with music composed and performed by Harvest Tracks. The series was funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with a television licence fee.